Are you ready for a CMS violation? I hope so. Welcome to the Medicare Marketing and Sales Podcast, where we give mediocre Medicare advice to insurance agents. I'm your host, Mike Katorna, and yes, CMS violations. Why are we talking about them? Because CMS released an over 900-page proposed rules for the 2024 Medicare season, which is basically next AEP. And if you want to see a copy of this, you can go to makeyourpodcast.net, go to freebies underneath show, or excuse me, podcast resources, and there's a link to view this 900 plus page report. I skimmed through it, and here's some stuff that applies to agents. One big one is a 48-hour scope of appointment rule coming back and being more strict. Because before it was, there was language in there saying one practicable. So, you know, a lot of agents were like, you know, it wasn't practical for me to do the 48-hour rule because they're an hour away. The beneficiary said, no, I want to talk about it now. Well, guess what? They're talking about reducing the 48-hour rule and taking out that language where it has to be 48 hours, no ifs, ands, or buts. Another big one that really hits a lot of these call centers is TPMOs cannot sell beneficiary data to any other TPMO. Because a lot of beneficiaries were like, hey, I didn't know my information was going to be resold to other people, and I didn't like that. I did not agree to that. I want that. Nope, no, no good. So they're talking about having language in there to re say no. And have they clarified TPMOs yet? Because straight lead vendors don't sell, so they have to resell the data. How's it going to affect them? We don't know yet. Again, these are all proposed rules. Nothing's finalized yet. There's also ending the six month, excuse me, proposing that there's a six month permission to call no longer being open-ended. It used to be like that. There used to be a, a sunset on permission to call where it hit a certain point. I think it was 90 or 180 days. I don't remember. And then that permission to call was done. That lead, if you did not change them into a client, you could no longer contact them. Well, right now it's open-ended. So, TPMOs could gather beneficiary data. They have then call whenever they want after that data has occurred or excuse me, acquired. And then they can sell that data to someone else. Says, hey, you have open-ended permission to contact this person. You can call them today, tomorrow, next year, whenever. Just put them in your hopper and recycle that data. And that's what's been happening. So they're saying no more. You can't sell it. And there's a cap. Door-to-door -door would be prohibited, even with the business reply card or BRC. One positive thing is narrowing down call recordings to only be sales, marketing, enrollment calls. Because right now, some the, the language is very broad, and some carrier said every phone call must be recorded. And that was it. You have to record every call. And CMS is going, we don't need all that data. We just need sales, marketing, enrollment calls. So if someone calls you to talk about the weather, you don't have to record that. Another one for telephonic enrollment is the pre-enrollment checklist that will have to be read verbatim with every telephonic enrollment and talks about, you know, effects on their current coverage, will the current plan end, other doctors in network, what about pharmacy, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I'm gonna backtrack here. A lot of this starts on page 217. So the beginning of the report kind of gives a summary, but if you can start on page 217, start scrolling, you'll see a lot of this, a lot of this information in deeper uh, format. So, the hat, that pre-enrollment checklist needs to be read at every single telephonic enrollment period, regardless if you're a call center or an individual agent. And this is what I'm going to talk about today. I have seen the agents and agencies 
has something like this, a pre-enrollment checklist that they've done on their own, not CMS required, not carrier required, but this is more a CYA, a cover your you-know-what tool. And in fact, that's what some of them called it, the CYA checklist. And I'm all for it. You know, if you're by yourself as a one-person agency, it's easy to have controls, right? Because you're in control of everything. So when it comes to capturing data and documenting data, it's all on you. But as soon as you start having multiple agents, don't really have, you need that, or no, you don't have control of them in the field. They can say whatever they want if you're not there. But having some sort of documentation for them to bring back to you and scan into your CRM or document into your CRM can mean the difference between having a, a violation unfounded and then having the repercussions of that violation. Because any violation that comes in, they're going to call you. And you want them to call you. You don't want the carrier to take what the beneficiary said on a complaint to be to be just, that's it. And you, you want to be able to defend yourself is what I'm saying. And carriers will do that. They want to get your side of the story because it's maybe the beneficiaries misunderstood something or they forgot you said it. Because a lot of these violations don't occur weeks later. They occur, occur months later where you may not remember talking to that person. Maybe it wasn't a very exciting appointment. You didn't have a lot in common, pre-vanilla appointment, you enrolled them, that was it. And since then, you've had hundreds of conversations about Medicare and don't remember that person. So when you go into CRM and there's no notes in there, you're like, uh-oh, I guess, uh, no, I guess I said it. And they're like, well, show us proof. And you're like, uh, ooh, I don't have any proof. Well, you're in trouble. So even if you have a, a your own checklist, whether you do it at the beginning of the appointment or the end of the appointment, and I've seen agencies do both and agency both, where some do at the beginning saying, here's everything we're going to talk about. And some do like a post-enrollment checklist to they don't necessarily go through it with the client, but they make sure everything is checked off. You know, did I talk about star ratings? Did I check their doctors? Do we talk about their prescription drugs? I have seen some agencies have the client sign it when they're face-to-face -face and saying, hey, I just want to make sure you understand all this, sign here. That's great documentation. Because then if you don't remember that person for six months ago, but you say, hey, you know what? I had them sign uh, a little checklist. I'll send you a copy of that. Bam you're good to go, hopefully. And you know, if it's an unfounded violation, meaning that the violation doesn't stand the merits that the beneficiary called in on. So one example of this, I had a client call the carrier and put a complaint against me. They said I didn't explain the coverage gap to them. So I look them up in my, and this happened, this was like six to eight months later. I did not remember this person at all. Look them up in my CRM. I was like, yeah, I told them not to worry about the coverage gap because they're due eligible. They don't, you know, the coverage gap doesn't pertain to them. They will continue to pay their uh, copays or their cost share throughout the year, regardless of what their spending was. And know what the carrier said? Great. We just need to hear that from you. Thank you very much. Now, if I didn't have a CRM or couldn't remember that person, I've been struggling. And maybe I would have defended myself generically saying, I always talk about it when, you know, their, their copays would change when they hit the coverage gap. Well, in that instance, I would have been wrong because they were dual eligible. But having good notes is, a again, there's a difference between accepting the violation because you can't defend yourself and getting an email saying, we found this violation, we unfounded, go about your business, which is what you want. Unfounded violations basically say, 
you know, the client misunderstood or was in the wrong, you're in the right, go, go for it. So my advice to you is have some sort of checklist or have some sort of note-taking system that you put in your CRM that will cover your butt if there is a violation called on you. Because as CMS tightens the reins of marketing and sales, you want to make sure you already have those protocols in place so you could just quickly, you know, make a few changes and continue going. As opposed to, oh my gosh, the world's coming to an end. So start now. Document, document, document. Either put something in place for yourself or work with your agents and putting something in place to where if a client calls six to eight months later, you could properly say, here's what happened. So if you want help with that, let us know. If you need ideas, you can always drop us a note at medicarepodcast.net. Click contact. I'm always, always love to get notes and questions from you. Otherwise, document away and have fun, make money, and give back service. Thank you.